Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Oh my God, that was awesome! Welcome to the winemaker special effects department, <laughs> Brian Casey. Yeah, I'm the only one that can hear it right now, but yeah, we, we're just gonna trust that it was cool. <laughs> it sounded pretty badass, Sam. So we've got uh, Sam Katuri here today. Bart Hansen is here today. We've got Vanessa Wan from uh, the uh, Fairmont Sonoma. She works with me at the restaurant, and uh, she is our everyday wine drinker on the show today. So. We are going to ask her how she likes the wines, and maybe we can ask her to describe the wines in her own words. Pressure. Oh, wow. No pressure. In front of the winemaker. Um, and Vanessa's, we want to get a couple shout outs for Vanessa. One to her dad that owns a boys barbershop, right? Yes. Oh, nice. All right. And then uh, we want to get a shout out to Miles, her boyfriend, who <laughs> recently home, for, what branch of the military was he in? Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Wow. So recently home, uh, well, he's in Wisconsin, but they will be reunited um, sometime soon, yeah? Soon, yeah. This soon. summer. A month, actually. Okay. Um, and then I'm thinking, you know, since we have Memorial Day, we're getting shout outs to uh, military personnel. Let's say hi to uh, Melanie Harding mm-hmm. and everyone at Tackett Family Vineyards, too. So, uh, all right. Well, we've got um, Smith Story in the house tonight. Texacali Alley. That's Somebody right. worth following on Instagram just based <laughs> entirely on the well, are you, merit of the handle. Are you just following her or the doggy too? I, I follow dog accounts from Curry's dog account. Yeah, so nothing but Curry, I'm pretty sure, follows the... Yeah, so we've got now uh, Barley Von Doodle I, 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 that I we never follow. thought about yes. it that way. Yeah, just that, you know, yeah. split it all up. He's a good friend right. of sandwiches. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. Barley Von Doodle is a friend of ours. Oh, so, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. There Absolutely. was that connection when we met. So Lord Sandwiches yeah, and, sandwich and Barley the doodle. Von Doodle. Friend. He and about 70,000 of his friends. Um, uh, you know, I saw, that, life. I saw that today <laughs> that Lord Sandwich has, it's like 69.9 thousand yeah. followers. Yeah. More popular than Curry. Yeah, I say with no jealousy or envy in my voice whatsoever. Yeah, okay. It's the most. I always say it's the most wonderfully wacky part of our life. I just, it's just been an incredible um, part of of really our life, our story. We didn't mean for sandwich to kind of transfer into our work life so much, but guess what? A lot of people love wine and love dogs. <laughs> right, that's, that's the truth. And well, he does a lot of great things. So We yeah. found that a lot of times, uh, I think Michael Muscardini has a dog that hangs out at the winery where mm-hmm. people would come back two, three years later, would come to Sonoma. I'd say, where did you go taste? Oh, we're going to go to that place where... They know the dog's name. Can't remember the winery name. Nope. Nope. Like maybe there was a Zinfandel they liked, but no. Right. I'm going to go see Curry. We know Sandwich was able, we started a nonprofit called Socks for Sandwich because of his popularity. And um, through his own label, Lord Sandwich, we have been able to give over 40,000 new pair of socks to families in need all over the U.S. And and then you've done a sock drive also, right? Yeah, a few hundred of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but a, a part of the, and yeah. one of the reasons is you said that mm-hmm. that particular breed is infamous for stealing socks, They're right? sock thieves. It's okay. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and not just Sandwich. It, it came up, you know, and uh, there's... The, the doodle in general. Yeah, they're sock thieves. <laughs> and Sandwich, th- thank goodness he never ate socks. It's one of his hashtags, do not eat the socks. <laughs> 
Um, but that it's been a really fun thing because it's obviously gotten families involved, children involved, and we're about to roll out um, a really big effort internationally, um, highlighting sock door captains all over the world that have volunteered for us, and we'll be doing sock drives in their towns and regions. Wow. It's pretty cool because it's all driven through Instagram, and it's oh. just a really nice, kind thing in this crazy world we're in these days. So it, it, it's interesting. Uh, I, I mean, doodles. Poodles mm-hmm. on their own are unique animals. I mean, so they, they're, they're so yeah. smart and they're yeah. the way they kind of prance around more like a goat at times. Yeah. And then when you can, yeah. you add that, you know, mm-hmm. you add the other side of it, your dogs become quite characters. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, so he's never broken itself. his voice. You know, he's only written in his voice for five years going on. That's pretty so good. that's pretty good. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, Curry's not a, he just actually is a sandwich thief. That's good. Steal your sandwich good. before he stole your socks. <laughs> Well, we no, should say that Eric love. Eric's yeah. story is not here today. So we have Allison Smith's story from Smith Story Wines, and you guys, oh, right. I, the, what we're here for the wine, yeah, well, the uh, wine. Yeah. It always happens. You, <laughs> you guys, um, I think you met while you were both working for K and L Wine Merchants. For those yeah. of you out there that don't know what that is, K and L is, I mean, it's one of the coolest spots to go shop for wine. And I, what I actually use it more most is for. Um, wine descriptions. A lot sure. of times when I'm looking up wines, they yeah. have really good, uh, you know, they always have the skew up there with their different... They were one of the very first, if not the very first, to yeah. have everything online and really drive some internet um, education as well as, right. as sales. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys, I think you're the only winer that I know of that mm-hmm. was funded through Kickstarter, correct? I think so. That's what we were told. I know that there may have been some funding for barrels or a little bit of this or that, but we went full, full on, you know, help us get our winery started and our whole campaign in Kickstarter in 2014 was Farmers First. Um, help us pay our farmers first. We wanted everybody to understand that we were working with real farmers, uh, real people. We weren't just going to buy bulk juice and slap a label on it. We were really starting a winery from, from scratch. And also that we weren't starting a winery with $5 million that we should have asked for. <laughs> However. Exactly. It would have been a hell of a Kickstarter. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, we hit $26,000 in, in 30 days. And every single... Well, how much were you looking yeah, for? Twenty-five. So. Okay. And we asked our friends and family not to give until the last moment. We really wanted to reach people um, in a new way. And all the all the backers, about 160, I believe, have become good friends of ours and wine club members, all those things. But that really, for me, allowed us to develop our narrative and really tell our story um, with a lot of vulnerability and a lot of honesty from the very beginning. Um, Because, you know, in the wine world, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You could tell a lot of things to romanticize so, so much of this industry. And Eric and I are just real people wanting to take that next chapter in our lives. And um, why not? So um, Kickstarter was amazing. We still get residuals from that people finding us um through somebody that talked about our kickstarter story well what did if people uh helped you fund through kickstarter what was the Mm -hmm. what was it that they received in return well interesting enough you know because it's alcohol you can't give a you can't give wine um, you cannot, you couldn't give wine away. So here we were. Well, Kickstarter also kind of like discourages you from just pre-selling yes. your product, right? Yeah. It's about nothing about yeah, pre-selling. Right, right. So, and interestingly enough, you know, we had not made wine. It was all based on what we were going to do. This is everybody resonating with our story. And, and what year was this again? In August of fourteen, our very first harvest. Okay. And so, our um, if you were a backer, you had a choice of receiving a thank you note. You had a choice of receiving a tote bag, which at the time, and still kind of is, a big expense for us to go make these tote bags, right? Absolutely, they are, yeah. Because it's not Um, like you buy 
159 tote bags. Right. right? Or if you, you do, they're $20 right, <laughs> tote right. bags. So you order 5,000. Yeah. How's this going for you? Yeah. <laughs> so we've been out of tote bags for a while. <laughs> Good. Um, but the I think like a 500 or more, you got to spend an afternoon with us in a vineyard eventually. So uh, lunch and a vineyard you know, walk. I so. actually remember that yeah. eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When you have time, when right. we have time. Right. When well, cool we have a vineyard that'll let us come in. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's a big leap of faith for these investors. Yeah, I'm telling you. But I think that what really spoke to us is most people chose no reward. They just wanted to see wow. us get it. And how cool is that? So yeah. I feel like... Our people um, that follow us online, that are on our mailing list, who've been very active, they are just cheering us on, and the benefit is getting to drink our wine. And how cool is that? I mean, it's just, it's been really, it's been amazing. You know, I talk about this all the time, the people that have come into our lives in the last six years, um, that has been the richness of this business, truly. It's been pretty wild. And yeah. so now, have some of those people, if if they become or became wine club members, mm-hmm. they get a, maybe a little extra perk? Oh, little? yeah. Well, I'm a Texas girl, so um, I'm a gifter. So okay, there's good. surprise perks all year long. Okay. Um, you know, our first... Our first surprise for our backers and wine club members is, uh, I think, New Year's. We send everybody a bottle of bubbles from Loire Valley and nice. some cheese from Penny Royal up in the Anderson Valley as a nice New Year's surprise. So little things like that. You know, it's not always booze. I've got something about to go out that's going to make everybody pretty excited, I think. So, cool. um, yeah, I just we're all a big family, you know, and I feel like as much as they give, I want to give back as much joy um as we can and sometimes it's just i sit down for a day or i need a week about this about at this point just to write a a card how you doing we were just here i thought about you that time you're out seeing us you know hope you guys have a great summer so that's super important to me to have that personal touch and eric too Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and from what I'm told, what happened during this whole Kickstarter process is you've you found that a lot of people that were um, donating to Kickstarter were also following your dog mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And Fair that, amount. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we had no intention, you know, when when I was st- so Eric was still at KNL and we were very open with KNL. Hey, we're going to do this eventually. We want you guys to know. And the owners of KNL are very supportive and blessed us. Where you know, are they based? Redwood City. Oh, cool. And that's okay. right where Eric grew up. So. There's a Redwood City store and the San Francisco store, right? And yeah. an L.A. store. Oh, and an L.A. store. And then their San Carlos is just their warehouse location, which is the biggest store, um, huh. fulfilling all the orders, right? Um, so he he stayed on full time. Out in. I right. know, right? Um, the stuff that never makes the floor, right? <laughs> it's, you know, it's at the warehouse. Right. Yeah, so he stayed on through 16, and um, so I was kind of tasked with the heavier part of just writing the business plan and pulling all the all the numbers together. And so there was just a point in just working on this new startup that I was just not reading books and not, you know, running and not exercising and not painting and not, you know, having anything but a, but just writing this business plan. And so kind of when Instagram was, I was interested in Instagram, I had my own Texacali handle and was following photographers and gardeners and all the fun things I'd like to do. Um, I thought, you know, maybe this could be my creative outlet. Maybe I'll start writing in Sandwich's name and just create like this children's book at some point or a cartoon series. And honestly, that is just, that's what I did. And that is how it started. And I'm so thankful for it because it's really been, it's been so fun. It's never felt like work. Um, but a lot of, of his circle, his world, <laughs> um, appreciate what we're doing as a small business and appreciate the quality that we're providing in our wines too. Um, 
Yeah, for for you guys, how so? How did you first get started? Because neither one of you was coming from a winemaking background. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea was, well, we sort of know what kind of kind of wines we like to drink, and right. so we're right. gonna sort of and, go. And so that I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Where was the first vintage yeah. made? Um, the first vintage was at. Um, Oh my goodness! And Santa Rosa, Vin, um, yes, Vin, not Vinquiry, but oh my uh, gosh, why Vinify? Vinify. Vinify. Yes, yeah, sorry, Vinify. Well, honestly, you know, Eric had left KNL a couple of times to go work in the Rheingau, and so he's made wine um, right. with friends in the Rheingau region. So he has this in him. Um, so had, did he? Does yeah. that mean he went and worked harvest a couple of times, or did he just a little bit longer? Take off? Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. He was the most hired back to KNL over the years okay. <laughs> of any okay. guy. Cool, that's awesome. Um, so you know, I think us being sponges, you know, we didn't go to business school, we didn't go to, you know, we don't have enology degrees, but just us being sponges in our our daily careers, really just have taken notes whether we knew we we were or not. But he started planting a vineyard in the early two thousands up in the Anderson Valley. Uh, one of his colleagues at KNL bought the National Vineyard and brought in a couple other friends um, that they worked together and planted Pinot Noir and Riesling. So he got to a point in that vineyard uh-huh. in 2000, he's like, wait, I, don't, I need to know more about winemaking. Um, and that's really what started his wheels turning on the winemaking side. So by 14, we had already said, all right, this is what we want to do. We want to only contract with family-owned vineyards. Super important to us to only work with families that grow grapes. We know that was first and foremost. And what do we want to make? What do we drink? You know, so we, we virtually wrote down a list by ourselves of what we like to drink. And we showed each other that list. And the first thing on the list was Sauvignon Blanc. Nice. But we said Sauvignon Blanc from Puy Fume. Dagno would be my favorite, right? And well, then a list do, do of... Do you have any of that? I we know. can taste to let you know. Well, the thing is... <laughs> Maybe somebody at KNL knows right, where there's a right? stash in the warehouse. I know, I know. Maybe some, you know, pre-2012 uh, Dagno. Yeah, yeah, pre-2012. Yeah. Absolutely. Silex in the house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, Sancerre. And so we said then, all right. So then we analyzed what Sauvignon Blanc that we enjoyed in California. And we decided, let's be that Sauvignon Blanc that people really dig in California. So if we can find the right vineyards. So our three vineyards that go into our Sauvignon Blanc, a lot of crushed limestone and Sonoma Mountain, um, a tiny little vineyard we work with in the Knights Valley, a little more fertile soil, and then a dry farm, river rock, you know, laden 50-year-old vineyard in the Russian River. So gives us a lot of that racy, good acidity. And, you know, I always call my Sauvignon Blanc my favorite child. I love it so much. I love it so much. I didn't how even does, bring how any does today. How a sandwich feel about that? Though? <laughs> exactly. Well, thank goodness he doesn't understand that. I never tell that around. You know. Remember, it's unconditional love. <laughs> That's the great thing about a dog. Yeah. Whatever. You've been gone for a week. I love you. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Will you feed me now? So that's really. I mean, that's really how we started. We started off by like, what do we drink? If we're going to do this, let's make wine so we enjoy drinking. Right. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot more that we'd like to make, but we got to keep things in check on the business side, too. So, And we're, how did yeah. you find the, the family-owned vineyards that you were sourcing from? Well, I think my knowledge is a little bit deeper than his, just helping others in California for a long time. And his focus at KNL was Germany, Loire Valley, Austria, Alsace, Greece. Um, so I think my knowledge started that, um, our first vintage, we started working with Katie Wilson and Ross Cobb when they firmed their first business partnership. So they had some opportunities. I had some relationships and it just really developed from there. The word got out that two professional wine sales people are about to start a winery and a lot of people want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to say thanks, but no thanks. And we still do. I mean, we're in a very fortunate situation. I mean, it's, um, there's a lot of beautiful fruit and, and Eric says, you know, California, you know, is just 
super bloom of microclimates and just it's a geo- geological wonderland to make wine from if you find the right places. So. We passed me that Semyon. Yeah, we've got a little Semyon pouring Sorry. right now. I was so. bogarting the Semyon. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm more on the smoke of the smoke and mirror side of the wine business. <laughs> <laughs> so the Semyon you guys are drinking is, is a gift from the vineyard. Uh, we did not we did not plan on making Semyon. There's eight rows in the vineyard. We thought we'd blend it into the Sauvignon Blanc. And this it, is what was the Dakota? Dakota's Dakota view. view. And that's... So, yeah. Sonoma Mountain. Sonoma Mountain. So Lakota's view is named after Eric's first um, golden retriever, Lakota. Well, so yeah. now wait a minute. You said this earlier that yeah. that Eric planted it. Not this one. Not, Not this, this one. one. Okay, yeah. but so it, the, it's again a family that you met. Somebody that had the vineyard established. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, vineyard had been established for about fifteen years. And this section of the vineyard, um, just it's at the talent of a little amphitheater on the right curve side, and it took about a, oh, a month later to ripen, maybe three weeks later to ripen than the Sauvignon Blanc. So we harvest that on a separate date. It was a very expensive harvest for seventy-six cases of wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brought it back to vinify, let it do its thing, went through fermentation, and and tasted it um, at one point and thought, oh, let's let's not. Let's not the intent was this. to blend yes. with the yeah. yeah. So, um, also the vineyard sits right across the ridge from the Bennett Ridge, Bennett Valley Ridge. And the last weekend that I saw Eric in 2004, along with Lakota, before I moved back to Texas for a while, that's um, where Lakota saw this vineyard. So it was a very interesting juxtaposition, a little bit like, wait, that was the Bellino's house, and that's where Lakota was, and so just a little bit of history, you know, on our label. So, so the so the first wine was a Sauvignon Blanc, but also you got a, a mm-hmm. Semillon out yeah. of the deal too. Yeah. So those were your first two releases. Yeah, first two releases, okay. uh, March of uh, 2015, hmm. and uh, we then we obviously had a few more released. Actually, our hell of a Anderson Valley Pinot was released that fall. We did not make Cabernet or Merlot or Cab Franc in, in 14 because we needed to make wines that we could actually not age forever. Turn around and sell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah get some capital. Cash flow. Yeah, there's Cash a lot flow. of business sense behind us for sure. Yeah. So can you go back a little bit on your side as to how you got into the wine business? I know you, know, you spoke earlier about mm-hmm. your um, marketing and sales group in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Um, was that kind of what was your introduction to the wine business well it really was it became a hobby of mine um i graduated from baylor in 94 and started working for the dallas stars and cbs broadcasting texas rangers and really started getting into wine in dallas as a hobby i mean my uh, Christmas tree in 1999 was full-blown decorated silver oak. <laughs> wow. Isn't that wild, right? Wait Ornaments, a minute. Wait a minute. How does, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> that means, okay, your Christmas that, tree. John? <laughs> Christmas tree set up. Um, I had ordered, um, or somebody had given me silver oak ornaments, like bottles to hang on the tree. So I got silver balls, burgundy bows, white lights. It was all dedicated to... But I tell you what, the the um, insignia, the 96, is what really changed my life. It was the first time, you know, the Wine Spectator put that on the cover, and the first time I went, oh, they make Cabernet in Sonoma? Okay, and that, for me, was a moment. Um, I'll never forget where I bought. I was I got six bottles of that wine. I thought I was the biggest deal in Dallas to find six bottles of that, that particular wine. We're talking about point. Joseph Phelps? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, the 96 the insignia 96. was given okay. 100 points. Um, and I remember that like yesterday, but gosh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> you said Sonoma. Yeah. yeah it, it's, I'm sorry. It was thanks to Posh. 
Saint-Chapage. Ah, Chateau Saint-Jean. Sorry, I said insignia, but Chateau Saint-Jean, Saint-Chapage, yep. It was on the cover and it did get number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And that that was when Dawn was the winemaker. Or was Marga the winemaker? I don't, I don't know. know. They were always a team, but yeah. I don't remember. I think it was Don was the winemaker because after that, yeah. she took over and he went on to his. Well, that opened my eyes. And at the time, I was receiving that newsletter from the California Connoisseur. It was like a, a, Con- a, a connoisseur's guide. Connoisseur's guide, yeah. yes. And I remember getting that newsletter in the mail and picking out a bottle or two of wine. And that was like a Friday night sit down, you know, reading that with my yellow highlighter. Wow. Sipping wine. I mean, nerd Ola, right? Yep. But then I would go to the wine shop and have these conversations about, okay, I like this wine. Show me other things you think that I would enjoy if I'm liking this and yep. not necessarily from that part of the world. So I'm really self-educated. Um, I put myself in it. I loved it. Um, I feel like I was inf- influential with a lot of people that didn't know a lot about wine, even when I didn't know anything about wine. And I really love that. And so um, moved out to San Francisco and... 1999 I turned down a job to move to Manhattan for the Cartoon Network actually because I wanted to be close to the wine country and, uh, oh, but it, I mean as somebody 99 Adult Swim was like pretty yeah, much right, right. Right. a pretty important part of my life <laughs> 99 to 2000 I mean it's kind of weird because the sandwich thing is very Cartoon Network in my head right so um, but I knew that you know hey man I'm close to the wine country here so I don't know what that's going to mean one day but I think I'd rather go west than east I also had a beautiful black lab that I was like I can't have him in Manhattan and do what I do so dogs you know it's a, it's a theme it's a theme um, but my first job, I, I quit my day job in 2003 and was hired by a handful of people in the Napa Valley and took a job with Quintessa at the time. Ah, great and, family. Um, yep. And I was there for not even six weeks. So I got fired. Mm. It was the best firing of my life. Horrible family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure they're going down in the uh, right. college bribery <laughs> scandal. We're going to bring it up yeah. there. now that we went there. A little karma. Um, yeah. No, I got fired. I walked in one day. And I'll never forget. I was driving from the Presidio where I lived with, you know, a gaggle of roommates at the time and uh, making this drive to the Napa Valley and back every day. I told half of Texas I'm working in the Napa Valley for you know, Quintessa wineries, right when they literally opened their tasting room, the very beginning. And walked and that, in one and that, day. And that place is quite the scene to see. I it's mean, stunning. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Stunning. I their, can still their smell houses, the leather. They do private, I used to do a lot of catering at their, yeah. at their house and mm. they've actually got a little island um, at their house, and they'll they'll do some really nice dinners. And I think they're Chilean, like an yeah. island in the yeah, kitchen, or yeah. like an island no, in no, a lake in the backyard. You, you can either eat dinner. What they would typically yeah. do is eat dinner sort of on the back porch, a real long table, and then we would do drinks and dessert on the island. And so then people would would yeah. there's a little bridge that would take you. Oh, over what to I could do island. with that budget, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I know. Well, I, uh, honestly, I came in and, and Augusta Huneas had just gotten back from Chile. Um, Veramonte was a big project for them, big winery for them back in the right. day. And he said, oh, Ali, so nice to meet you. I'm so happy about what you've done. Today is your last day. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking around for like Ashton Kutcher. Am I being punked? I mean, come on. What's going on? You know, like what? No, you can't fire me. I just told my mom I quit my really good day job to work in the wine business. and She doesn't even drink. What am I going to do now? Right. Right. <laughs> And so, well, um, um, was it, did someone mm-hmm. hire you without his permission? Yeah, a little bit. And then, um, <laughs> I think it was wow. M- Mandavi had just sold and there was a person oh. at Mandavi they were very close with that. Just, he said that she has your, she's starting your job tomorrow. Oh so, so, but that led me to my opportunity with K&L, which led me to my husband and which led me to Smith's story. So it all worked out. 
Thank you to the family at Quintessa. <laughs> Once again, you are a great family. The the sale of Mondavi, though, I mean, mm-hmm. there's these ripple effects yeah. that that caused. You know, we had this conversation on a podcast six when whatever though with with Richard Arrowwood. Right. You know how much that changed his life trajectory at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, this was this was a big deal from yeah, you know somebody uh, yeah. you know somebody who's working at uh, right. you know s- starting her first job in the wine yeah. business to somebody like Richard Arrowwood who you know had a pretty stellar and established reputation by then made a huge but, impact yeah. in all yeah. in all regards um you know and so many people don't even remember that you know that was in 2003 when all that happened and what a so. debacle a lot yeah. of it turned into yeah. i mean yeah. the reason why richard most likely stayed on so long was to protect his own name because the people who ended up with Arrowwood were not on a good, um, yeah, no, business and, model. Yeah, and then it ended up with Mondavi, you know, the the greatest uh, uh, rival in Kendall Jackson. Right, in, right, in exactly. Yeah. Sure. yeah. All right, so can we yeah. get uh, Vanessa's oh, um, yes. um, uh, tasting notes on the uh, Semillon? <laughs> well, get in, get into the microphone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when she said Sauvignon Blanc and then then went over to Semillon, I was yeah. like, I think I'm gonna like this one. Yeah. I often say it's our most red wine like white wine. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's not a super acidic. You know, it usually you know gets you in the in back here, mm-hmm. but I feel it mostly on the back of my tongue yeah. and kind of trickles forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Semillon always has a nice texture to it if it's done right. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and if it's yeah. not done right, then it becomes phenolic, right? I mean, right. this is a nice phenolic. It's not too much. The, yeah, not too much. No, not too much, but it gets you. And and, and it's funny you mentioned pop rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Earlier, and that's yeah. what it kind of reminds me of. I feel it like trickle up to the tip of my tongue and a little tingly. I mean, yeah. I get a little like orange, orangey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, with a little bit of that honey, but. You know, we don't use we use it. Maybe a tiny. I think one of the barrels might have been a new, new oak, but hardly oh. any new oak. Okay. Uh, might have been a once once used uh, barrel. It's been a while since I thought about the sixteen. So, <laughs> um, but you know, age wise, yeah, I don't I don't get yeah. a lot of oak from no. it. It's only it only sat mm. for six months, so mm. this was a really fresh design Simeon. Um, our fourteen, we just opened at Easter, and I just wanted to bathe in it. It was perfect. And gosh, do you have some of that available for people that are listening to this podcast that go, "Oh, they're talking about the 14. Right? Is that something that we right. can actually purchase online? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it something that if they, you know, the seventeen no, is the no seventeen is. For you. <laughs> we always encourage people don't buy. You know, we obviously it's a it's a small small release, but um, we always encourage people if you're if you're thinking about buying one bottle, buy three. Right. Drink one, open one in a year, yes. and then open one in five or six or ten. You know, right. just if you have if you have a place to sell or something, buy them in threes. And if you're gonna buy three, buy, buy ca- case. Buy case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally. But it's been a um, thanks for saying that. I mean, it's been a very enjoyable and a Simeon. We talk about it a lot in the tasting room, in the winery, because a lot of people don't know about Simeon. Right. You know. And I think one of our favorite, well, at least one mm-hmm. of my favorite. Um, is uh, Monterosa, so I think sure. uh, Morgan Twain oldest Semillon vines in the world. Yeah, yeah. he's getting some yeah. of that from um, from the vineyard, and he does uh, go ahead and blend it in with the Semillon Blanc. I don't think he does a straight Semillon. I don't know if he ever has. Usually, it's the the there, there was a Caritas. Right, mm-hmm. there was a late harvest that he did one. Oh, that's year. right. He oh, did yeah? like a sticky um, icky Semillon. Yeah. That's yeah. right. 
but I, I don't ever remember. We may do one eventually. Just we grafted over another part of the vineyard. Um, I think that was Viognier for more Simeon for us. So if we can get this up to, you know, an hundred case, right? You know, uh, we probably could do a blend. But I just love it on its own. I know yeah. I do too. I'm just yeah. such a huge white Bordeaux guy that yeah. I would probably buy a bottle of the Sauvignon Blanc and a bottle of the Semillon and I would sit at home and, and play do with a little self right? different ratios. Like, oh, trust and me, then I'd we... send you an email. You know, I found yeah. out that 77% yeah. Sauvignon Blanc that. works out real well. Well, and you know, yeah. tell Eric he blew it. Well, that's what that's what Eric is doing actually today. He's with Katie in the cellar and we're going over um, some bottling um, ideas and, and what's coming and we've got a big bottling coming up soon. So... You know, it's never ending. Tis the season. Yes. We start bottling next week. Yes. Well, what are you guys bottling? Yeah. So we are. What are we bottling? We're bottling a um, Anderson Valley Pinot Noir. Okay. Um, we. Um, I'm going to try that. In fact, let's go, let's go ahead and pour it yes. This is our 16. <laughs> it's from a hell of a vineyard. Yeah. So. I've heard. Hell of a vineyard, right? Hell of a vineyard. <laughs> um, the vineyard actually was named by Milla Hanley. She uh, oh, originally wow. walked uh, the vineyard. Right we've when it was being friend of the program, we've had yeah, the handles. Yeah, on the yeah that was one of my favorites with Katie and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Lulu. And I think that um, I think it's it's a fun it's name a to fun say. Name to she say. first introduced me to this vineyard. Um, and looking back, I have a blending bottle that I blended um, in 2010 mm-hmm. with Mella. And on the label, it was a it was a Pinot Noir blending weekend, and I had put 50 percent of Helva in my bottle. So you come to our tasting room, we have this big inspiration wall of empty bottles we've had over the years, mostly European and old old Napa Cabernets from the 70s and 60s. Um, but we also have that Hanley bottle that I blended in 2010 wow. that I hand wrote Daydream on it, not knowing that one day we would have Daydreams a winery. Daydreams come real, yeah. become true. So our Helva has definitely been our most, um, I think our most popular Pinot, super juicy. Um, it was obviously because of the drought year. It's a lighter in color, but it's a trickery. Mm-hmm. The nose and the texture of this is just phenomenal. Um, it has now been moved to our library. It can be bought wow. online if you send us a note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that? I like that. Yeah. It's pretty wild. We uh, we just released our 17. Aromatics. The aromatics are, are nuts, right? It's 100% Pomard, and that's what's so interesting. Sometimes Pomard, I, I helped the Demonte family for quite some time out of Burgundy. Wow. And his Pomard, you know, Burgundy Pomard's a little more structured, a little more tannic, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like... The special sauce in this vineyard is it kind of flushes up against a ridge that ends up being the Manchester Ridge. The very, like, if you're looking at the ocean in So it's on the south side of the valley. Yes, south side of the valley. And so it gets afternoon shade come harvest time. And I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't get that late heat, you know? And I just, I always picture, again, cartoon in my head, right? Those clusters just going, oh, yeah, baby, we're finally relaxing, you know? They're just chilling out, you know? Like, they love that shade. I love it, too. This is one of those moments where this needs to be a video podcast. <laughs> because the sooner the, we get on YouTube, yeah. the better for everyone. Let me well, tell you. We'll yeah, sandwich. <laughs> so it's yeah. an interesting thing about Anderson Valley, and I believe there's only one other grape-growing valley in the state of California, mm-hmm. is that the valley runs east west yeah yeah. um and the other one is the santa maria valley Mm -hmm. and so therefore it um funnels fog and its weather pattern is very much different than the the diurnal shifts are amazing absolutely incredible i mean in in within the valley the microclimates that that presents you know the the fact that Helleva could be 100 degrees at three o'clock and then swing back to 60 by dinner time that's not happening on the ridge across from us you know it's still full sun so 
you know, the other vineyards that we're in are more deep end. Um, we pick a month later. It's a lot cooler climate, higher altitude, and the wines are a lot spicier. They're a little bit darker. I mean, this one for me, you know, silly as it sounds, it's a chugger. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's really yeah, it's a, a very user friendly wine. Yeah, 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 it's been a fun wine. We sell this for forty eight dollars. Um, you know, again, we we really try to keep our pricing where people can drink our wines. It's hard to make inexpensive Pinot. It just is. <laughs> yeah, someone someone made a challenge to me the other day of getting. Well, I told her that I could get five bottles of wine for a hundred dollars at Bottle Barn, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she said one has to be rosé and the rest have to be red. Okay. But but I knew that Pinot is where you're going to blow your wad because yeah, that's yeah. I mean you can't Not spend forty bucks is yeah I mean that's minimum for right. Pinot and California. And we just raised the price that's on this be worth one. drinking. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had it at forty the first four years. And we just had to raise the price. I mean, all of our costs have gone up, right? I mean, we live in California. Um, we're like, oh, we probably Barrels, should change glass, pricing. corks, Everything. gas Everything. to get to yeah. Philo. Yeah, you know, gas. Right? I mean, gas alone dog is food. incredible. Dog food. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have to buy anything else. Sandwich hasn't gotten so like gifts. a dog food sponsor yet? 70,000 followers? Come well, on. Well, let me tell you, my car has 223,000 miles on it. We're, I'm holding out for an alley taxi uh, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's something about Instagram when, when you hit... 100,000 yeah, supposedly changes. you can you can um, yeah. get some monetary we get offers benefits. a lot yeah. this person right here I'm I 100% manage all of our social media um, including Olive Sandwich and opening every box of socks that comes to us every day and organizing and there's a lot so I haven't even had time to answer some people at this point so if, is there so like focused. a box of socks there's like socks in your car in the there's driveway not right there's now. not right now okay. I just cleaned some out but <laughs> if you would ask me yesterday there was the answer would be yes yeah. yeah I think we should I mean we've talked about it a little bit before just sort of Anderson Valley in general and kind of where it is in relation to you know the everybody I mean people maybe had wines from there sure. but in sort of where it is in relation to Sonoma County, Napa County, yeah. and, and not only just how you get there, but what makes it so much different I, than than other parts of the you know sure. North Coast growing region. I love that you asked yeah. that because I feel like I I have been an ambassador for the Anderson Valley um, for a very long time, having helped Hanley, and then I helped Lioko, and they had some vineyards they worked with in the Anderson Valley over the years too, and you know I always say it's an hour and fifteen minute drive from the heart of the Russian River. Um, if you're in downtown Sonoma, tack on another 45 minutes. Um, from Napa, from St. Helena, it's an hour and 35 minutes. Um, That's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I think when you think about it, it's closer to get to the Anderson Valley than it is to drive to Oakland right now. Um, well, because there's of also, traffic. Yes, yeah, right. major because traffic. traffic. However, no, no it's, traffic it's a lot more beautiful drive. Yeah. Um, but really, we have seen, you know, just in the last few months, the New York Times has written about us. Afara Magazine has written about us. I mean, major publications. The Wall Street Journal just did a, a feature on us this past weekend. The Valley. When I say us, the Valley, you know. Um, we, we got mentions. Um, but I think what we're seeing is we're seeing um, people visiting that don't want to be in heavily touristy um, wine regions. They want to meet the owners. They want to meet the winemakers. They want to enjoy their time. They want to go out to the coast and kick it. They want to go for a walk in Hindi Woods. Um, you know, it's just a little slower paced. Um, and the wines are fantastic, you know? Well, and you've got, yeah. I mean, if, if most people aren't even into Pinot, mm-hmm. I think Rotor is based yeah, in yeah. Anderson Valley as well. Yeah. So if you're into sparkling wine, Absolutely. I mean, it's, well, and Hanley Cellars as well. Yeah, they're a terrific neighbor. We actually just did a big Rotor dinner um, partner with them at, for Pinot, Pinot Noir Fest weekend. 
and it was just it's just fantastic to have them there it's um you know right next to goldeneye so there's some diversity um between different styles of winemaking you know we're probably the only one that has cabernet from sonoma mountain um for sure you know and a lot and that's a lot of fun too to have something um you know we have 10 vineyards that we work with in sonoma county and four in the anderson valley so and then for sure we're the only people to have wine from germany so that's always fun too. So let's <laughs> yeah, talk that about might, that, that because be good, yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that was the the first bottle of wine that I picked up um, from Smith Story was a bottle of Riesling and, yeah. and it wasn't made here. Right, right. Um, so how did that all come about? Because Riesling is one of those things where you can you can just kind of drink it and enjoy it if you mm-hmm. know nothing about wine. Or there's people that I know that are diehard Riesling freaks. Well, it's like Um, the the official after work wine of anybody with a pin on who works in the winery (laughs) ever, right? Right. Present company included, right? Or or before wine. Before you go on shift, you got to taste this. Those are the most hardcore wine collectors, I feel. I mean, recent collectors. I mean, it really came about, um, and when we we said, okay, we're going to start this winery, how are we going to be different? We don't have money to be different. You know, you can do a lot of fun things with money to design and and making things look pretty and gorgeous but what are we going to do different business-wise that really can be our stamp and at the time you know eric had, had worked in germany um had definitely worked on some private label uh, opportunities for knl and we were both over in vienna in 2014 for via venom and then we took an excursion uh, about a week after that and to see all of our german winemaking friends so um, a lot of people over the years said, if you guys ever start your winery, hint, hint, and that's right. how all this got started. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is, is it, it, essentially one of the things he had to do was get an importer's license, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like, if I could have my dream job where I didn't have to Imported take by Eric the, Story Selections, right. Philo, California. If I didn't that's have right. to take my son to school anymore and I could go, I, I'm going to be gone in February because I'm going to go source wines in you know the south of france right um to i mean it's an awesome job yeah yeah. and so if you start a winery and you have connections in germany um why not right that's how i felt why not and a lot of people want us to do make riesling from here and we really love seeing all the new riesling coming into play from california and the west coast however we knew the style that we liked we knew the price point we wanted to keep it at, and that was really what said, we're gonna do this in the Rheingau. We can sell this for 20 bucks a bottle all day long. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's yeah, so crazy. It is crazy. I mean, the, the vineyards are grown for us. The wine is made, bottled, labeled, packed in a case, and we import it over. Okay, so yeah. I, that's what I was curious about, is whether they were just doing shiners or if you were just getting the juice shipped over. Everything's done. Everything's done. Like tomorrow, so they're able to do that label there. Yeah, yeah. That's, Everything's registered through um, the German government and the federal. We have to have federal approval, like anything. anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like t- and so Friday, which is not tomorrow. It's today's Wednesday, right? Yes. Yep. Depends yeah. on. I know, right? <laughs> Friday, our well, second know, Monday of the week. It's Friday, um, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, fr- it's Friday. You're right? listening to the winemakers' <laughs> new podcast oh, app, yeah, Fridays. Friday. It is Friday. So Friday. So as we um, speak. It's Friday. Um, actually, our container has landed into the port of Oakland of our 2018 Riesling and a rosé of Pinot Noir. 
And so we're about to go pick that up and have it available at the winery for the weekend. So. And the rosé will be, let's get our Todd Jolly shout out in. Yes. Uh, the rosé will be at Ro- Todd's Rosé Fest, which is at Sonoma's uh, Fest. Thursday, June 6th yes. uh, at Sonoma's Best. Yeah. Tickets are still available. Tickets still available. And so. I will be there and I am bringing Lord Sandwich to the tasting. Wow. Is he wow. wearing something pink? <laughs> I think he will. <laughs> I think he will. Why not? So we know you'll be outside pouring most likely. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Eric will be in the Anderson Valley. I'll be there. Will, who's our hospitality director, is pouring at Visa that day. So we have a busy day. Now I'm curious about the Riesling. What do, yeah. you, what do you find people that come in the tasting room? Is it mostly mm-hmm. um, people that don't know a lot about wine that are mm-hmm. really attracted to the Riesling because of the perceived sweetness? Sure. Um, or is it... It's really both. I think it's, it's been really interesting. I think I thought it would probably be our hardest wine to sell. Mm-hmm. And it's our fastest one that sells every within months. It's really, and I always say, I describe it as it's a fine herb level. And fine herb is kind of a loose term. It's not quite a trochan. It's not quite a cabinet. About 10 grams of residuals left on purpose because, you know, the Rheingau is super racy. Lots of blue slate, lots of rock. If we didn't leave that residual, it would just be a tea theater, yeah. you know. So I've been shocked that a lot of our Cabernet drinkers buy the Riesling for their party wines. Huh. It's been it's been a really fun thing for me to see. Eric knew it all along. I mean, he's a Riesling guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I always describe it as you know, Riesling is like biting into a perfectly ripe honey crisp apple. That's what it tastes mm-hmm. like. You get a little bit of that sweet, a little bit of that tart, and everybody loves it. Yeah. And that know? texture too. I mean, it's got yeah. it's got a little bit of crunch to it. Absolutely. Uh, which makes yeah. it. We love crunchy yeah. white wine. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, especially when you have a little bit of residual sugar, that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for and it's gonna 20 age really bucks well. a bottle, uh, yeah. don't buy yeah. three, don't buy six. People are just kind of a little bit so. freaked out, though, yeah. about Riesling, whether it's, you know, Alsace or France, Germany or whatever, is that it's the terms. It's yeah. the trocken and the spotten. Well, that's they, why our they label. They have no clue. I They're know. like, I don't know. Is it sweet or is it dry? I don't, right. I'm not sure. That's why our label just simply says Riesling. Yeah. You know, uh, it was one of my, like, this has got to be a friendly label. Like our Pinot Noir does not say Spapelgunder. It says Pinot Noir. <laughs> right. You know, it's fun to say. We have an empty bottle on the shelf. We show people all the time what that is. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, it's important. You know, it's our first placement with that Riesling in 14 was at the restaurant at Meadowood, you know, and they said wow. it was simply a beautiful wine by the glass. It was more serious than the price. So. Okay, I'll take that. That's a good place to be. More yeah. serious than your price. It's a good way to yeah. sell yeah. wine. <laughs> Definitely. Well, now, how did you get hooked up doing Pinot Noir Rosé? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's... Ba- say it again. Spätburgunder. I'm probably saying it very Texan-like. Well, better than just mispronouncing it, which is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's, yeah. that is... Yeah. Germ- you know, everybody thinks German wine. They think Riesling. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, shout out to my buddy Lyle Fass in oh, yeah, in Lyle. Uh, New York, who yep. um, recently posted on on Twitter, I believe. You know, he has a wine import, direct to consumer wine sure, import in, sure. and he basically started because he wanted to sell Riesling. Yeah. And actually, his number one wine that he sells right now, the number, sort of category, is is German red wine, which is. Yeah. Right, Burgunder. Oh. Uh, it's the second largest grown or planted varietal in Germany behind Riesling is Pinot Noir. Wow. And Ries- and honestly, it's because we didn't start bringing it over to the States until about 10 years ago. I think that's a new mm, thing for us. But I know Eric, 
um, was probably had the largest Pinot Noir section from Germany in the States when he was at KNL and did a lot of blinds. We've done a lot of blinds over the years. With yeah, I mean, it was always just um, the, the focus, if it was from Europe, was always France. It was yeah, always Burgundy, yeah. Burgundy, Burgundy. So, you know. There's a, there's a little bit of a deeper, richer texture, I think, from German Pinot Noir. Um, I think it's very pleasing to the California palate. Um, it doesn't quite take so long to find those nuances as some of our favorite Burgundy producers may. So it's just super friendly. I mean, I think Becker does a great job. Um, Ray Boltz does a great job. There's a lot of really cool producers, but a lot of that Pinot Noir is gobbled up in Europe. So the ones that we get here, I'm pretty fascinated by. You know, And, and I know some yeah. of our listeners have hooked up with Lyle Fast, and he has an email. And, and yeah. find him on social media, Fast Selections, um, and he definitely has a lot of... of Really small producing producer German yeah. Pinot Noir yeah. that's become his and they're reasonable big part of too. Business. We're yeah. not talking three hundred dollars a bottle. Right, you it's know? not. You're not paying. Yeah. It, I'd have Burgundy in the name if right. you pronounce it badly, like I do. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, you're not paying sure. Burgundy sure. prices for those yeah. wines. Oh. Well, now rosé, you know, it's different. It stands out. It's it's got some really bright acidity and it doesn't have that creamy strawberry finish. It kind of gives you more of a poppy cranberry. And it has been kind of a cult following. We, uh, I think we're producing more than we ever have this year. We're bringing over about 700 cases. Wow. Um, which is big for us, you know, big sure. for us. And we have, uh, we've been doing a fun, this is our sixth year anniversary um, this month of May. So we've been doing a fun promotion with it. Cheers. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. You, you know, yeah. why don't you talk about that? There's, I guess. Ah, nice. I guess there won't anniversary be Anniversary of the winery or the wedding? Both. Oh. Both. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you had called it Smith story before you're like oh, you the Smith story. story. You got to hear the story. Okay, this here we story. go. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt your part. So, so we, um, we got engaged on May 14th, seven years ago. Okay. And we, we decided let's elope and tell everybody we're eloping so we can have a vacation. <laughs> you know, I did. If, if one person came to Hawaii where we eloped, I would be worried about that one person having a good time. Right? Which island? Yes. The big island. Okay. We're at the big island. So. Um, it was on May 13th. Um, we were in that very romantic cinder block office in Kona. It looked like jail because I think it was, <laughs> you know, like the putting on the walls, you know, and I was signing, uh, we were signing our marriage certificate. And for the first time I had said out loud, Allie Smith's story. And Eric was funny guy. He's like, oh, that sounds good. And I'm like, well, I hope so. Cause it's going to be my last name. And he's like, no, that sounds really good. And so you know, we go on to the beach. We packed a cooler. I think there was PB and J, some Pringles, rum and coke, lime. We we're just having a your classic a class, wedding, classic wedding absolutely. reception. Absolutely, yeah, like yeah. we just in Hawaii. I mean, I mean, we had wine people problems. We had just you know gotten off ten years of traveling the world with pretty hefty wine, you know, wine adventures. So we right. just wanted to relax and have vacation drinks. And so about after five, maybe, vacation drinks, I start riding in the sand, just married and snapping pictures, you know, for tomorrow. And um, and I wrote Smith's story for the first time in, you know, on the sand. And Eric's like, that's that's it. We had already developed all the business side, written the plan for the winery, but had not named the winery. Hmm. And it was that day that we said, that's going to be it. It looks good. It sounds good. Smith's story, wine cellars. So... Um, that's, that's good. Yeah, it happened. It yeah. happened. On, so um, we went back and told everybody it's officially going to be called Smith's Story. And we had a, a, a big um, wine dinner for everyone a few months later after harvest. And that was super fun. But um, it's stuck. Wait, wait, who was the chef? Yeah. Um, we used Tara um, Goodman at the time. He was, gosh, previously at Zazu. 
Okay. Um, Tara and Les um, did our, we did a big Hawaiian themed dinner. It was so fun. And we kind of made every, made sure every table had wines that we thought they would like to drink. So it was all Wow. wow. That's yeah. customized the wines at <laughs> the did. table for the, yeah. Will you guys get married again and right. invite me? I know. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I want to have another. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So we named it, and then the little symbol in between Smith's story. Um, in fact, the, the the sketch around the label is a wedding lei from Hawaii that Eric wore, the mm. Meili lei. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the diamond nice. in the middle is, um, there's a picture of a wine glass and a cluster of grapes, because we met in the wine business. Mm-hmm. And some of our first memories are us being up in the Anderson Valley while he was planting um, vines. And then H and L stands for our two dogs that we had when we met in 2003. Oh, yes. So the dog theme again, Henley and Lakota. Henley and Lakota. So those are our, our, our first kiddos. That's so. cool. Yeah, That's super good. important. You yep. know, we talk about that sometimes when people ask, but it's just such a nice thing to have on our logo well, crest. Right, you know? and if you don't notice it, then you you don't ask the question. So. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about it, how... Uh, can you go ahead and um, mm-hmm. give us your web address so that people oh, sure. can reach out while they're listening yeah. and just start ordering wine? Yeah, that'd be great. Well, today, particularly, it's the last day we're having our 6,000 bottles of Smith Story. Um, SmithStoryWineCellars.com. Um, we had a, a May 1 through 31, you could buy a rosé for $14 a bottle. Which um, rosé? The rosé of Pinot Noir. Okay. The one that's yes, the brand new 18. That's landing yes. as we speak. As we speak. Clearing customs. Up. It's actually clear it's customs. It's clear customs. It's on a truck from the Napa warehouse to A Windsor. refrigerated <laughs> truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, tis the season. Um, so that is on there. We've already sold almost three pallets of that rosé before it's even landed, so <laughs> it's a get. Um, we also, um, just for fun, for our six you know year anniversary, our Cab Franc is thirty dollars as opposed to forty this last day of May. A wait, forty wait. dollar Cab Franc is too cheap yeah. anyway. I know, I know. where it is. is it from? Yeah. Just for fun, right this week only the Cab Franc fifty dollars. Buy it while you can. <laughs> it's beautiful. We make two hundred cases, and Gulat Bunshu actually farmed for us the first two vintages. Those so it from Rhine Farm? It is. It is. Cool. Actually, no, it's not from Rhine Farm. It's the so it's oh my gosh, what's the block to the right of Scribe? The long, the long yeah. block. Oh, goes uh, the Arrowhead, Arrowhead, Arrowhead Mountain. Mountain. Yes, Arrowhead Mountain. Yeah. Um, so, but what we ha- what happened with that? Our Cab Franc. We uh, <laughs> we we intended to make rosé of Cab Franc, but we really enjoyed that vineyard uh, and really yeah. like what that was producing grape wise. Um, our first vintage. So that's a cool vineyard. Yeah. It is a cool vineyard. Yeah. So very much so heavily influenced from Samoa or Bagual or Chinon. We love a brighter kind of poppier style of Cab Franc, and that's exactly what that is. Hmm. Um. So wait a minute. Yeah. So now we're tasting. I'm sorry. I'm spacing out. I on didn't bring that the Cab Franc. Wait. I just wanted to. Yeah. When she started talking about the fruit, have yeah. you ever done a carbonic maceration? Not yet. On the, okay. Not yet. But I'm super interested. I love those wines. I first started getting into it when Brock Sellers started yeah, working that sure. way years ago. And um, actually, we were talking about that. We actually were talking about that earlier this week with Katie. We're gonna start playing around with something. Don't hmm. know quite which which which. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yet. What would you like to do? You know, I'd like to get into some Kunwa. I yeah. mean, that, that, say know. what? <laughs> I was this close to wearing my say what Kunwa Eagle it. Point Ranch Mendocino it. shirt today, and I was like, no, I want to look. I've yeah. never met her before. I don't want to look all shabby. But oh, uh, I love it. I mean, it's not shabby, is, it's just well-worn. The thing yeah. is with us, we have played it safe a little bit with our varietals um, just in the beginning because we've had to. I mean, we talk about this day and age being all in, and we're all in. We're all in financially. We're all in. This this is our life. We sold our house. We joined our 401K. We are all in. 
So the last thing I want to do is explain to people how to say quinoa just buy the wine you know right. <laughs> eventually i think we'll have that's a actually a pretty bit. that's like the follow-up to the say what quinoa, right. I know, quinoa right? just, just buy it but that's why so that's right right. so hard enough explaining what all this riesling and rosé is from germany right right, right. we did <laughs> so i used to be the buyer at the girl and the fig and that was yeah. the thing with with the quinoas is that yeah. people never understood what we were talking about so right. we eventually got um, um sebastian donoso who at the time was with campo vida now at bonterra oh, to, yeah. to make one for us yeah and so we said we're gonna call it say what because whenever we say quinoas people say, say what, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite label ever <laughs> that's awesome no it's great but i think um uh, i you know again it plays into our fresher style i think of winemaking and doing some carbonic stuff so yeah. stay tuned stay tuned kind of boujolais-ish uh, yeah i mean that's really um, I love Cru Beaujolais and Gamay. I mean, Gamay's always up there. I was drinking, you know, St. Edmund, St. John Edmunds. Am I saying that wrong? St. John, St. Edmund's Edmund, John. Edmund, Edmund St. John. Edmund St. John. Um, because of K&L. K&L exposed us to a lot of really great producers um, way back in the day that I probably wouldn't have noticed elsewhere. And um, I just think uh, his Gamay and his Rosé of Gamay is pretty great. Yeah. Is it the Bone, Bone Jolly or something like that? So. Bone Jolly, great name. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about it, can we go ahead mm-hmm. and pour some of the cab, which is yeah. from Sonoma Mountain, which no, we are, curr- you, which we are currently cab. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's how long have you been getting the pickberry fruit? <laughs> yeah, so 15 was our first vintage. Okay. Um, you know, and this, I, is the, this is the 15? This, this is 15. Yeah, I pulled it out of our cellar. You see the nice you know, mark? Yes. It's always scraping our labels. Uh. It's because it's that bottle that it's too big. It's just a little too big for yeah. your average right. wine rack, right? <laughs> yeah. So 300 um, cases was our first vintage. Uh, 15 was a pretty great growing year for us there. We were just getting to know the vineyard. Um, this ended up being a little bit of Merlot that we blended in, about 10% from the vineyard as well. And we didn't use any new oaks. So this is yeah, all neutral. Um, we we oh, buy our yeah we buy um, we buy our our once use two-year maybe some three-year from napa some pr- producers we're friends with one it's a nice savings for us um but two we have some really great donajos and some really high-end barrels right. that we wouldn't get some really good barrels that way get into. that is a yeah. tried and true yes method of it is it's still hard to swallow how much a one-year-old barrel is sometimes yeah uh, right kind of go but for three us three of them are still that much i know it's crazy but i love the note like i just the nose on this mm, yeah it smells yeah. like cabernet you yeah. know, and that's a pretty... As opposed to a barrel. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. There's so many cabs that I feel like are wearing a big wool coat, you know, and this one smells yeah. like Cabernet. No, you yeah. can smell yeah. great blue fruit and lavender. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Lavender, yeah, it's the lavender. That's a great note. Yeah. yeah. Super proud of this, and, you know, I think should that... We, should we see what Vanessa thinks? Yes. Yeah. All right, it's time for Vanessa's... Yes. Uh, Vanessa's wine-tasting notes. Hashtag. Right? For for so long, Pickberry was 100% Ravenswood. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, so it's kind of nice to be able to start to. It's starting to spread out in the world. Yeah, right. There's a gaggle of new new producers in there with us. So, and when the that uh, Venus Sonoma Valley map comes out, you kind of understand where Pickberry is. It's it's not, uh, you know, it's pretty isolated up there, Mm -hmm. the north north facing. uh, Yeah part of Sonoma Mountain, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you yeah. go to our website, the home page is actually a picture of the Pickberry Cabernet that we pick. It's, I'm standing on the top of the hill and looking sort of northeast. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the Pickberry Vineyard. Right. Ned farmed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ned. Uh, Ned Hill. Okay. All right, well, Jessica. 
<laughs> enough cabernet for you right we do work together yeah i get it i get it i actually did this last night when i said to a table oh yeah and 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 i looked at her and they were like you Long don't know her pause. name i was <laughs> like it's just been 10 months it's fine <laughs> no so i'm getting a lot of like jammy boysenberry yeah is that no, i good. it sounds good to me good. it like it almost I mean, not in a rude way. It like burns your nose hairs a little bit. Hmm. I think it's because it's, it's still before dinner eight. time. <laughs> Give me that. Well, I, I don't. I, don't I, really, I mean, I understand. Yeah. I understand what you mean by burns your nose hairs. It's very. It's, it's jumping out of the glass. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it smells really nice. And and I think boysenberry is a good descriptor because it's got some acid and it's got yeah. some kick mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. A little um, bit of this, kick, nice This is going to be an ager. Oh, it's an ager. It's no lazy Cabernet. So That's good. the thing. It yeah. doesn't taste like a vanilla, you know, lick a stick from the 80s candy aisle, you oh, know? Stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time you had one of those. I grew up a hippie in Sonoma. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I got thing. I got fruit leathers from Von Saito's, now known as Sonoma's Best. That's about as candy as I ever got. That was called being 80s. grounded back home, you yes. know. <laughs> You're punished. You only get fruit leather for dinner tonight. Oh, mm. What did I do? <laughs> God, the finish is long. Too. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Now, I mean, I love when you have the vineyard site and mm-hmm. the vintage. Um, Neutral oak cabernet is mm-hmm. such a does its thing, r- yeah. and it's so refreshing yeah. because you know the the standard of California cabernet Napa cab is you know it's it's not zero percent new oak it's like two hundred percent new oak right. where you right. ferment in brand new barrels and then six months later you put it into newer brand new barrels yeah. and then you know maybe and a you, maybe you, four point three right exactly or four point and um, you know again. There are cabernets that need that need new oak yeah. because the tannins are just so intense that you, you need that that new barrel sure. effect to sort of help sure. round those edges off and, yeah. and make it so it doesn't like. And any. we're not opposed to using new oak at some point. It just we're, we really this is a great example of how we make wine. We yeah. let the wine make itself. Yeah. If we feel like we need it, we'll definitely you know throw a couple of barrels in. But I feel like we're not trying to create this recipe for ourselves we're hope to god picking on the right day you know we're well, tasting knock and, on yeah. yeah and, and, and yeah. i think you know for where this vineyard's located as sam said on the north or you said on the north side of sonoma mountain mm-hmm. you know and almost on you know is it it's it's got gets the influence of the the fog coming through bennett valley mm-hmm. it's about as opposite as it gets from the east side of napa right, right? Oh, so yeah. it struggles to get truly ripe or actually it gets phenolically ripe before it gets um sugar ripe 100 percent. Right? that's why we and taste why more in this vineyard than any vineyard yeah. you know i don't know how many times like you know there's been maybe a little shrivel here and there but still not tasting right i mean this is a vineyard yeah. that you have to um, you have to wait and be patient. Yeah, I know. And how are you guys doing that? Are you yeah. out there with a refractometer and yeah. you checking out your, or are you we are. going on taste as well? Yeah, we um, are. I mean, it's, it's whether our growers like it or not, we're very active in the vineyards. <laughs> I mean, you just show up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. always let them know for sure. But I think that uh, it's super important for us. Um, and I think it's important to them too, that we care. Yeah. Um, you, you know, working with family growers allows us flexibility in the vineyard. It allows us that relationship to trust each other and really work together. 
Um, case in point, our, our Cinema Mountain Sauvignon Blanc and Simeon Grower, and we were grafting over, I think, 10 more acres with him uh, just for fruit for us. So, you know, that's, it's important to us. I mean, our, our challenge as we grow and as we get um, into being an older winery is really the vineyards. Yeah, securing you know? fruit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, but we always have Europe. maybe I mean we also want to work in Loire Valley we're working on a Gruner Ventliner project out of Austria so shout out to Sean Nelson who gave me shit for bagging on Gruner Ventliner in Twitter the other day Gruner's a good great man good great there's a little Gruner there's you know what when we were at um, when Bart and I were pouring at uh, Ramsgate there was some Gruner from Bennett Valley yeah Yeah, from Belden Barnes Barnes, from Belden Barnes I think they're the only ones I've had I think maybe um Somebody in Napa has a little bit of Gruner. I forget where. Maybe it's from Susan. But there's a little bit more. But, yeah, they do a great job. Yeah. But we, we like, you know, Gruners for us are more of that party style. I mean, they can get very sophisticated. But we want to put a Gruner in a liter and bring it over. So Thank you. I love those liter bottles. Yeah. And here's yeah. the way I... I I tell myself it's okay to drink the entire bottle because usually <laughs> it's low alcohol. Usually it's, 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 yeah. it's like it's a one or two percent lower in alcohol. So mm-hmm. I figure that makes up for the extra three glasses that you milliliters. Have. <laughs> well, and it's actually I mean, Eric had this trick when we had time to like garden and do yard work. Um, but just cut it with sparkling water and it's a nice spritzer. Greener's uh, the best spritzer ever. Mm. It's really nice. Okay, little way. note to you listeners out there that yeah. think it's it's yeah. um blasphemy to, to yeah. actually mix. I'll actually do that at home sometimes. Sometimes I'll be drinking a rosé. Mm-hmm. I'm finished with the bottle. I got a little bit left, but my wife has a bottle of Rotor open. Uh, I'll yeah. pour a little bit in there <laughs> and just to kind of finish off my yeah. glass with a little sparkling. Well, Oliver, I mean, Oliver Austria. With <laughs> just like putting sparkling yeah. water in your yeah. right. Spritzer's on tap. <laughs> a little you know? Rotor. Spritzer on tap. It's, right. it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. So, <laughs> But yeah, so we're very, we're super honored to be in this vineyard. It's a big deal for us. Uh, we make about 50 cases of Merlot. It's on allocation right now on our website, just to our wine club. But if you really want some, you can figure out a way to get some. Merlot is coming back, people, just That's in case Eric you says. didn't They're know. That's what Eric says. They're whopping 50 that, cases. That <laughs> get in now because Merlot is going to come back to yeah. its previous yeah. uh, stature. I'm a big fan of Merlot from this vineyard. What stature was that? <laughs> right? Uh, hey, as, as a major Bordeaux varietal that yeah. didn't suck. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But well, we'll see. You know, the problem with Merlot and, and Pinot Noir, I think a lot of California Pinot Noir is suffering from this, is because it got so popular, it got planted in places that it wasn't able to do its best, and then as a category sort of got pigeonholed in that way and then everybody you know the movie came out and sort of was the final nail in the Merlot coffin and everybody Mm -hmm. pulled out their Merlot and planted Pinot Noir in these (laughs) marginal sites where you know they maybe should plant Grenache Uh, hint and thank you um, (laughs) and as a result you know and then what happened you kind of like the pursuit of balance backlash against those Pinot Noirs that again were planted in places where it's probably not the best variety for those vineyard sites. So, you know, hopefully what the markets eventually come to is that, you know, plant the right things in the right places and Pinot Noir can be great, Merlot can be great. Um, you know, it's just, you, sure. you can't just put, not right next to each other. Just right not next to, yeah, exactly. Right. And you, you can't, you know, pound a square peg into a round bunghole you know it's it just doesn't work that way okay now that actually so mm-hmm. that brings me to my next question let's talk about um some of your lord sandwich wines oh yeah for sure so because these yeah. are I, some of the blends on them are a little unusual yes yeah absolutely so our lord sandwich um wines 
honestly were demand by his people. <laughs> you know, um, when is sandwich going to have a wine? I was going to say, know? do you need to leave yeah. the room and change your voice and I come did. back? We need to bring the, we need to bring so, Lord Sandwich in here for the rest why? of this. It's so funny. No, we feel like any day he's just going to unzip himself and this this kid's going to pop out like it was me all along, all along, right? Yes, that's the Lord Sandwich. Yes. So I would have gotten um, away with it too if it wasn't for you right, meddling kids. Right? So I was uh, I was in North Carolina um, years ago before Smith Starry started helping other people and just was noticing what pallets are stacked and what pallets are fast movers and talking with distributors. What's moving out of here? And at the time, Dave Finney had had just introduced the the um, the labels, the local the locations, the locations. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I thought, God, that is such a simple idea. Simple idea, man. Simple packaging. You know, simple sourcing. And so I started brewing with a blend idea probably before the Smith Story idea, um, but it had to be something fun and easy. So when the Lord Sandwich stuff started coming up, I mean, hounded, how many times did we get asked, when is Sandwich going to have a wine? I'm like, we're not putting a damn critter on our label. Like, it's not us. You know, we're serious wine people. So, um, I, but I, last words. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I, um, but I had this idea of what the label could look like. And I wanted it to be, I'd just gotten back from Chateauneuf to Pop at the time and thought it could be very regal, you know, very yeah. Chateauneuf-y. And so the design of the label, it looks very European. It's very classy. It's probably those two bottles are number one by the glass placements anywhere we sell that wine. Wow. Um, you know, Del Frisco's downtown Dallas, 19 bucks a glass on the red. Um, the Lord Sandwich Blanc Burden Bottle here in Santa Rosa uh, by the glass. It's been really fun wine. So the Blanc is a 17, our very first release. It's the Russian River component of our Sauvignon Blanc, so we did grow that. Two barrels of Dutton Ranch Chardonnay that we made. We did make that. And then we purchased Verdello from the Meeker family from Contra Costa. And that vineyard I actually worked with prior with another winery I was helping. So I was very familiar with that fruit, and I loved it. So that blend, I love Chevronet. It's Sauvignon Blanc Chardonnay with this tropical key lime twist, and it's so good. And we're able to sell that for $20 a bottle, and nice. for every bottle we sell, a new pair of socks goes back through the charity, Socks yeah. for Sandwich. So um, on the back, we have uh, what bridles are in the bottle. Um, we have a little um, picture of sandwich on the back in the barrel room, as sophisticated as it can get, right? <laughs> and then um, it talks about the charity. So the red blend, um, we worked with two vintage or two releases. It's it's non-vintage because we worked with a couple different vintages with the Meeker family on that. So it's a barrel age selection. The red wine is definitely more barrel age, a big departure from what we're what we've been sipping here. Um, but it's primarily Dry Creek Zinfandel, Petite Syrah, Carignan, Grenache, and I don't know if I should say it on the microphone, but there's yeah. one barrel. Say it. There's one barrel say it. of um, Soberanus Pinot Noir that we blended in. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, and it was truly, it was truly because it's hard. The red blends are super hard, especially if you're not growing them yourself. You don't, right. you know, we kind of came into this wine after it was ready to bottle standpoint. So we've got the table with the beakers and the measures and all the things. That's what I wanted to ask yeah. about. Who's involved yeah. in that process? So that would be me. Um, That's just you. Yeah. So this last vintage was. Sanders doesn't have any, me. he has no say in the yeah. blend. 
No, we do. Okay. So we do. No, no, so. the dog oh. itself. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. not. He's he prefers more... coffee and cream, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. Curry's a beer drinker. I mean, he doesn't have opposable thumbs, so it's hard to exactly. hold. Exactly. He has no right. thumbs. He often but talks Eric about that. But Eric isn't involved in this process he at is. all? He is. So he was with the first release. The second process, he just was away. And so I worked on it now, with Now, the big with the question. Makers. Yes. Did you enjoy that more when he wasn't involved? It was a little <laughs> faster, I, ha- I would right. have to say. <laughs> I've been, I've been wow. through this process. I actually prefer to be locked in a room by uh-huh. myself yeah, because yeah. once you involve other people it's you get hard. so many other opinions yeah. and then you start second guessing yourself yeah. well we have to walk away from it so the process is we work on it for an afternoon write everything down list our one two three four five come back a few days later get it out of your head go back recreate those top five and then narrow it down narrow it down yeah. so i think um Th- Isn't it funny how those preferences will change? Oh, you know, totally. you taste a wine, you're like, you know, yeah. this doesn't, isn't, yeah. and then you come back a couple, like a week later, and you're like, oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with this. This is well, perfect. That's, but then and that's the, so hard. That right. is so hard. But then the other yeah. thing is, is we used to a lot of times build blends and then take home like three different versions of it and have it with dinner. Yeah. And then it would change. Every, that changes everything. That yeah. changes everything. Right. And then you come back and someone else is on a different, mm-hmm. you know, idea. And then yeah. again, and they had something else for dinner. And right. that is that yeah. wine, quite honestly. Yeah. I, I don't think moving forward will work with two vintages because I think because it's barrel aged, it's so different from our wines. It just is. And so I think moving forward, it will have a vintage. Like we're, we're maybe primarily our 17 Cab Franc in this next blend. Um, we've got a couple other wineries that want to work with us. We've got Rome producers that are dying to work with us on that label. So um, we've got a, a French um, producer for Rosé that wants to help us I with, you know, next cool. year and do, you know, a few thousand cases of it. So it's a really fun uh-huh. label. Um, I did a, an 18-day um, road trip with Sandwich last year to Texas because um, we had a retailer that, that committed to buying a significant amount of that wine and we did 12 events in 18 days. Um, I remember seeing lines, this, yeah. lines out the door, people crying, they get starstruck <laughs> when they meet Sandwich and Allie. Wow. And, so how many yeah. cases is Lord Sandwich? Well, right now we've only been making about 2,400 at a time between the white and the red. So, okay. um, and what are the price yeah. points on those wines? $20 and $25. So Wow. Yeah. Neat. And that's important for us because this is, from a business standpoint, I can't tell you how many brand new wine buyers from uh, that are buying wine online have happened because of this wine. Right. And that right. has been really cool for me because, you know, I think that's the barrier for our business. People don't understand that you can buy wine online still. It's weird, right? And so that has, you know, there's a lot of education there. You know, I was saying you can't buy this like it's a, think it's like a stick of butter. You can't buy a stick of butter in California and think you're going to get it, you know, in Texas tomorrow and it's going to be safe and sound if it's not, you know, so there's some, some I'm still just thinking about what you said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can still buy wine online. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. So, but, um, you know, it's been, it's just been such a fun wine. It's, he's been the uniter. I mean, I, it just has, this wine has really crossed a lot of things in, in good ways. Um, you know, we've had, um, you know, for us, it's that Lord sandwich is, it's only going to get better because I think our sources are going to get, you know, more interesting with that. I don't know if I'm going to do a Kunwa in there. I want that to myself. (laughs) Might get muddled. Yes. 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 
but we've Don't got a rosé <laughs> in the works, so it's it's a brand that's only going to get bigger. Wah, wah, wah. So. Well, and if you make a Kunwa's, yeah. I know someone that might buy some. Oh, cool, cool, cool. We'll have to make enough. Is he yes. wearing a plaid shirt and yes. headphones as we speak? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she owns a restaurant. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Always looking for and, good Kunwa's. And Brian uh, has her ear. Right. But one of the other things I wanted to mention, so we have our, our tasting room Thursday through Sunday that Eric and I are committed to running in the Anderson Valley in Philo. Uh, it's super important for us to meet our people and see everybody up there. We also, the winery's in Windsor, and we're with Grand Cru Custom Crush. So um, it's our winery. It's our license. We just happen to share it with about 16 other producers um, that are small like us. And we have appointment-only tastings there. Um, the permit is for appointment only, so you can actually call if you're sitting out front. We'll put you on the books. <laughs> However, um, it's more of a tour um, showing you the production of how we make our wine. It's about an hour to an hour and a half situation with us, full tasting, and it's just a really fun place to come visit. So, And if you, you, yeah. know, if you haven't been... At a wine, you know, in a custom crush facility, Grand Cru is a great place to go yeah, and sort is. of figure out what that's all about. Because, I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm sure your tour is sure. focusing on the things that you're making. But, yep. you know, just to be there and look around, it's one of the more interesting places that we deliver grapes to. Because, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, these are places that were built so small wineries could exist. I mean, yeah. essentially, that's what the yeah. custom crush model is all about. If You know, you can't. Uh, you know, $26,000 Kickstarter is not going to buy a winery and a barrel room and a press right. and a sorting table. And gas, a right. Right. <laughs> right exactly. um, so, you know, it's the only way that you can do it without, yep. you know, a giant hedge fund behind yeah. you. It's but. just working and, smarter for us, you know, yeah. and it makes us, um, and you know, from a financial standpoint, it allows us to focus on our grapes and, you know, the quality of our winemaking and, you know, I still to this day, though, why? So all these empty tanks are sitting around, you know, nine months out of the year. Who is that? Who's going to come up with the idea to make something in those tanks, those nine months out of the year? What is that? What can we do with those empty tanks? They're just sitting there. Like, what can we do? I don't know. Think Store about water. that. Well, that's like water, reverse osmosis water. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But it, that's the one thing that gets me now. And that's probably because my head never stops. <laughs> I mean, the thing <laughs> about the, facility, a, a, right? a, the thing about like a facility like Grand Cru is that it was built just for this specific reason. Like Sam said, yeah. you know, there's been custom crush places for a long time. Usually it was a larger winery that had a little bit of Electric space, space right? and yeah. they'd stick you back in the corner or right. you had a, your area. Um, it was, you know, whatever equipment they had. I, I imagine you have every mm -hmm. piece of equipment you could possibly yeah. want to use. More. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and more. I mean, the only thing that we don't have, and I was kidding, you know, the owners of Grand Cru, the only reason we ever move out of here, because I need inventory space for our bottled goods. Right. That's a real pain for small producers because we have so many warehouses that are, you know, sitting in certain places because one goes this way, one goes that way. The tracker picks up from here. Right. We direct ship out of there. And so a majority of our week is spending like we have a Monday meeting on logistics. What do we need? Where? Where's you know? It, it's really so. That's the pleasure it's of having the, the winery. The truest truism <laughs> of the wine business it doesn't matter yeah. how many cases you make or what you do. But really, your job is to move boxes. Yeah. <laughs> move yeah. boxes. You move boxes. Right. You move it's boxes. crazy you know, the yeah. amount of physical labor. You just move boxes. <laughs> Paul right now is in our winery moving yeah. boxes. Yeah, CWT just delivered two yeah. pallets of wine to Grand Cru, and Eric's going through that case by case and dividing out what we need for the tasting room, what we need for our Saturday open house, what do we need for fulfillment. fulfillment yep. Yeah, you know. because you have two fulfill two, um, you have two tasting rooms yeah. that you have to fulfill, yeah. and plus your fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's pretty a crazy. Lot of logistics. A lot of logistics, but we love it. 
Yeah. Right. We love it. Hey, can yeah. we talk about the weather? Yes. So we've had a little challenging. I mean, uh, it looks like it's gone for a while, but we we did have a fair amount of rain. Uh, like record breaking. Ten May, inches May in the Anderson Valley. Valley. Maybe May, 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 right? right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. There's this little place uh, south of the Anderson Valley, west of Healdsburg, that anytime like I religiously follow the National Weather Service. In, uh, Twitter accounts, yeah. and they always put out uh, rain total rain, rainfall totals for the North Bay, at like yeah. a you know once a whenever there's a rainstorm. And there's this place called Venado that I uh, think I follow you. Did you see me them. talking yes. about this? So <laughs> Venado is a weather station essentially mm-hmm. uh, somewhere west of Healdsburg in this little canyon um, that is. I think they got. If you had 10 inches in the Anderson Valley, I think they were like 12, 13, 14 inches for yeah. this you know, May total. Um, and you go Google Venado, or maybe don't because this is going to another black helicopter moment. Um, <laughs> you look at Venado and you're like, wow, there's really, there's there's nothing there. And then you zoom in a little further and like, oh, maybe there's a road. And then you zoom in a little further. Um, clearly, Venado <laughs> is a pot farm. <laughs> and, okay. and I'm sure that whoever's growing pot there is not stoked that their weather station is linked to the National Weather Service. <laughs> and they're like, you know, n- making news all over the country is receiving all this rain. Um, but it is, you know, there's the point being, you know, it's these these microclimates of of the North mm-hmm. Coast where whatever it is about the geology and the geography of that little pocket canyon where mm-hmm. Venado is is that it holds on to these rainstorms right. and just and just it just dumps, dumps there. Dumps. Um, so it's it's a wild thing. But yeah, we got you know, ten inches in Anderson yep. Valley in yeah. May, which you know maybe you know. Average annual rainfall for May out there is and two maybe yeah exactly yeah it was I mean it was wow. record it was it's been gushy, however it's been such a cold spring right I think I think we're gonna be okay at least there because um, right you weren't in, nothing was that blooming out a there a little yet, bit right? a tiny bit you know we checked um, before the storms during the storms after the storms a tiny bit but you know we all know a tiny bit of shatter isn't the worst thing. Sometimes it's um, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's a good thing. Um, you know, our other vineyards, I think, are okay. Um, just two days ago, a lot of the clusters were still in, like, this mode. Right. Just about Again, we pop, need the so. video cast. I know, right? Hands, fists clenched yes. near yes. the microphone yes. here. Yes, yes. Um, and it has been breezy, which has been nice. You know, yeah, the sun is really warm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, has it been too windy? That's the question. I oh, think the, the, that was the, the, the damage that I've seen was not rain related damage but on moon mountain side it was wind damage wind, wind. Yeah. broken yeah. shoots from a yeah. wind shoot yeah. Yeah. yeah yep we shall see yeah we shall yeah because who knows what june's gonna be like yeah. right but the right. sun is out it's 75 degrees in sonoma right now and and the with that breeze and um i think that you know that's uh hopefully yeah you know we're, we're through it and we'll have a relatively easy knock on yes knock on microphone um going forward get into get some bloom going and because yeah. we're also i mean it's late it's super late, it's late. i mean thank god it yeah. was late with that rainstorm but uh, yeah. yeah all right guys what do you got going on um in the next couple of weeks sam you got anything going on at the tasting house um yeah well we're a little like industry i'm sending i need to send this interview uh uh, what do you call it? Evite. In Evite out. Uh, <laughs> I read your mind. <laughs> thank you. Um, 
we're releasing officially the combi collab the adutet rose cool. um so philippe will be here june 13th um with that kind of an industry deal and then we will make sure and get the uh, restaurant ready uh, we have certain benches that we use for mr combi when yes he arrives. yes yeah. uh and so that's happening june 13th next vinyl sunday he's ridden in the alley taxi before you know yes oh yes yeah yeah okay. i helped him in texas for a couple of years oh, nice. oh, yeah. oh cool yeah. the european sellers collection. yeah, yeah. yeah. cool uh, so so that's happening June June 30th it's the next Vinyl Sunday um, we have um, my buddy Chuck who's the flavor train on on Instagram doing he's like a barbecue pit master he's doing a barbecue for us for that for red white and rosé um, and uh, going to Dead and Company tour starts Friday night. Two shows at Shoreline, <laughs> and then uh, so that's two, why you're gone next week. That's why I'm gone next week. Two shows. Uh, yeah, wait a minute, you Hollywood just had Bowl. a baby, so this is a, you're not staying uh, home. Though. Are you taking the baby with you? We are. I I wanted to take the baby to the show. Here we go. Here we go. Grandma, Grandma put the kibosh on that, so it will wait, be which Grandma. Uh, Arden, my my mom Ooh. said no babies too young. From experience, clearly, because I know that I was at shows with her at three months, um, <laughs> without like headphones. I'm sure. Uh, so we're gonna try. We're we're staying with my in laws in L. A. and going to the Hollywood Bowl show. So we're gonna try one night um, of you know three plus hours of. Alice and baby separated uh, so Alice could go to a show because she actually missed last year's shows um, because of morning sickness. <laughs> she's just like, yeah. well, she was, we were ready to go and she's like, I can't do this. Um, so, um, yeah, dead and, dead and company back on the road. Great, totally off topic, but there's a, a, the second time the Grateful Dead have been written in Gentlemen's Quarterly ever have been in the last two episodes or issues. Uh, there's a great article out right now about Bob Weir and GQ. Uh, fascinating, tear-jerking, uh, super interesting. So uh, pick that up. and I, I mean, that's such... It's so Bob bizarre. Bob Weir. Bob Weir. GQ. Actually, Bob Weir makes more sense in GQ than the other one, which was like out in mid, you know, uh, you know, mid March, which was Dan Healy, who's like the least GQ you could ever imagine. <laughs> um, basically, the the story was about uh, a box of shirts that he'd collected over like forty years with the band. Um, some like official shirts, some crew only, some total bootlegs that were like lost in his basement in Woodacre that they brought out and like went through this box of shirts and talked about it. So we're, that's worth looking up also. Yeah. Uh, and one more shout out for Rosé Day uh, at Sonoma's Best, right? We're drinking a little Jigandas Rosé here too. Nice, nice, nice. And Bart, uh, what do you got going on? You're done with your bike ride, your butt sore. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to be out traveling the Bay Area trying to sell some wine into some restaurants and wine shops. So I'm going to be driving around trying to uh, meet meet buyers and fulfill some promised uh, tastings and promised sales stuff. So we'll see. Well, and we did have a listener that, um, did you guys get that email that um, he was coming uh, yeah, yeah I, I never respond to those emails. I'm a terrible person. Yeah, I, I I've, I've talked to a couple of them. Um, yeah, Travis Barkley. Yes. So just looking, he's coming out, and if, he said, of course, I'm going to the Girl and the Fig. I'm, I want to hit up Bart. I want to go to 16, 16 Boo, he called it. The six. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I did talk to Travis, and I'm sending him my 
list of must do's in Sonoma Valley. Okay, cool. Because yeah, uh, I think he's got a twelve or thirteen year old uh, daughter. Yeah, I was gonna say Six Flags. Yeah, I was gonna just. I was gonna send them to Smith Story and. While they had dinner um, <laughs> next door, <laughs> tell her to go just, right. just just go play with the dog. Leave your dad. Just go in the yeah. taste oh, you room don't and start to throwing stuff around. Go to sixteen six. No, I think right. we should shout out just Mendocino in general. We have yeah. we have Allison here, but um, if you are coming to Northern California wine country, uh, there probably isn't a better two hour stretch from you know from Healdsburg, you know from Cloverdale to the coast where you can get all of california in you know, one yeah. drive right yeah. i mean you can yeah. go from the oakville highlands yeah. to the mendocino coast there's redwood trees there's you know big volcanic formations there's yeah. one of the best breweries yeah. around in it feels like you're in colorado like right. where am i right now right. oh yeah it's, totally it's, you know and we, then to end up at the coast in yeah. you know mendocino yeah. um is pretty spectacular yeah pretty I spectacular mean, that stretch between i mean really from Jenner all the way up to Fort Bragg. It's just so spectacular. But, right. you know, getting into the valley and getting out to go left to Elk and seeing Elk and being in that small, tiny community yep. and then going through Mendocino and Fort Bragg. I mean, it's just, it's different every yeah. time I'm out there and I don't get out there enough. Yeah. But uh, it's just, oh gosh, it's just so fun. It's, See, if I was working yeah. at your tasting room, I would every day be like, oh, I yeah. missed the turn. Yes. Sorry. I'm it's 30, it's, it's 38 <laughs> minutes bad. from our tasting room to the town of Mendocino. I do right. know this. Right. So, you know, we no, go, we no go up every phone. year for a swim meet yeah. um, at Fort Bragg. At Fort Bragg yeah. And, but we're always driving through like either mm-hmm. on the way up for the meet or on the way home. We stopped a couple of years ago at Lycan Estate because mm-hmm. Doug Stewart's from here in Sonoma. Yeah. Matter of fact, we're supposed to go up and record a podcast with him. He invited us to come up and stay up there. Um, so we would obviously have to do that and come yeah. by and see you guys yeah, also. We'll do a big but, tour. Um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful up there. And the Redwoods are spectacular, you know, when you drive in along the what rivers again? I was Navarro well, River. Navarro River, yeah. yeah. Pretty spectacular, some, some and it's, you know, because of all the rain, the, the sound sure at night up there is pretty great. Yeah, I bet. You know, it's a little Tahoe-esque hearing the, the, the whistles of the trees and, you know, the, the river sounds. It's a pretty magical place. And then there's yeah. some, you know, some new dining options up there also that for a while there that wasn't yeah. a lot to pick from, yeah. but it's really, it's really developing. Well, the Boongo Hotel it? is doing spectacular things with Perry, who left the shed, you know, he's back in the, in the valley. Wh- where? Uh, at the Boonville Hotel. <laughs> Okay, because yeah. we are so bummed. Yeah. All of us, is, you know, I besides know. my mom, but a lot of us at the Fairmont, we liked to <laughs> yeah. go to the shed. Yeah. And so we, we're sort of, yeah. there's this hole that yeah. needs to well, be come filled. To, come up to Boonville. Um, it's, a hard, it's a hard reservation to get now because, I mean, they could have probably sold three times as many tables as they had um, just this past weekend. Wow. So hmm. great thing, Stone and Embers, who we share a patio with. It's all wood-fired cooking. Um, it's MacGyver in there, as I said. Um, Gosh, Chef Patrick was trained under Thomas Keller and Gary Danko. So besides pizzas, if you look on, so it doesn't menu, suck. Uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we we don't have to go to the grocery store. We should just eat there all the time if we could. But uh, and then also the bewildered pig down the way. That's the other one. Yeah. Um, in the deeper deeper part of the Anderson Valley, and then out in the coast, there's some beautiful things happening in the Harbor House Inn and Elk. Um, you still have all the classics, Cafe Beaujolais, Trillium. There's some new things popping up, but uh, it's just a fun place. And, you know, and bottom line, we have one of the greatest sandwich places of all times right in Philo at Lemon's Market. <laughs> I had no idea. Yes, they have, they have consistently made the best deli sandwich in my life day in, day wow. out. So 
And I'm not, I'm not kidding. We're serious sandwich mm-hmm. people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't name your dog. Yes. Uh. <laughs> There's that. But, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, it's just, just enjoy the drive. Scoot yeah. over onto the paved parts if people are behind you because there are some locals that go a little faster than most. Um, but just enjoy the day and, and try to spend the night or two when you're up there because yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's yeah. Worth it. That's one of those things when people come to Maui and they say, oh, yeah, we're going over to, uh, mm-hmm. to the other side of the island. And we're just making the drive to, to like the road to Hana. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Book Stay. A, the divorce Stay road. there for, for right. two nights. Right. Yeah. Right. Same thing up there. Come to Sonoma, but plan on spending a couple nights up north. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it, it's definitely a place where you can absolutely relax and not worry about bachelorette buses and Silicon Valley right. groups invading. It's it's just so the that's people. where we send the bachelorette buses. No, because yes. they get sick on the yeah. way in. <laughs> it's a challenging switchback series in the very yeah, beginning. Sick on the way out, right? <laughs> right. Well, Alison, give us all yeah. your contact info, how people can get a hold of the wines. Sure, sure, sure. So the best way to get a hold of us, um, I'm pretty active about answering Instagram messages. So feel free to behind the scenes, Smith Story Wines on Instagram. Um, we have a live chat on our website. Um, Somebody is always behind our, our live chat. Um, wow. Reach out on the website, um, smithstorywinesellers.com. Um, just Google it, you know, see some pretty cool stuff pop up, hopefully. Smith so. Story spelled how you'd expect it to be exactly exactly (laughs) no mystery there really yeah there's a visit page on our website it talks about how to find the anderson valley how to find us in windsor what are the hours don't hold us to it sometimes we have ish you know if it's if there's a big game on giants are playing maybe we'll close a little early ish (laughs) we know ish yes the ish I'm big um, on ish. Yes, but last weekend we closed two hours later ish than we than we usually did because it was so busy. We okay. saw a couple hundred people in that little Philo wow. area, wow. so it's been good. Yeah. yeah, but thank you for having me. I, I've been a longtime fan of this podcast and you guys, and I just so excited to finally be behind the microphone with you. So it's I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, nice to have you here. Yeah. Like I said, when I posted my Instagram of the Smith Story one, I got so many responses. People said, "Oh my God, I love those cool. wines." So cool. I was sort That's of the caught, point, right? caught <laughs> by surprise. But like, oh, there's a lot of people out there that are digging it. So good. Um, uh, Vanessa, you want to get a shout out to any of your family and/or friends? Well, my mother just texted me and asked when I was going to be expected in Nevada. And I'm <laughs> thinking about this recently. Like, I'm sorry, girl. All right. <laughs> right. Not making it home tonight, en- Mom. Enjoying some wine right now. <laughs> but yes, uh, stop by Boy's Barbershop. My dad, Antonio, mm-hmm. would love to give you a fresh cut. Um, Why did you look straight at me when you <laughs> said that? <laughs> <laughs> he gives a great shave. Hit Sam. And uh, a facial uh, massage. Visit facial a barbershop. <laughs> what street is it on again? It's straight up the 12. Okay. It's, it's right by uh, Fairmont. That's right. Right there. by yeah. El Molino, yeah. right next door, across from La Hacienda. Um, you'll see some lovely photos of me when I was 12. <laughs> so, yeah, stop Fantastic. in. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And thanks for having me, too. I love sitting in. Yeah. I love being a part of the Fairmont and drinking great wine and learning about new stuff. That I'm just, I'm just a sponge, so... Yeah, yeah, well, Brian's got a lot to give. No, he does. It's best way to learn. Yeah, best way to learn. Yes. Yeah, sure. Keep drinking. Yeah, keep, keep drinking. You know, you know, keep there's drinking. no better way to learn than just drinking and listening, and mm-hmm. and I'm here for a good time. So figure out. You know, we often say, you know, drink what you like. That's all it's about. Yeah, just right. drink what you like. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think you don't like something, try it and keep drinking. Keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I, very delish. I yeah. do have one 
sort of sad note to close out here on, and want to dedicate this episode um, to Ann Teller, the the matriarch of the Buckland family, uh, who just passed away on Monday. Um, and that's, you know, somebody who, if you love what Sonoma Valley is all about, open space and agriculture and that heritage, um, you know, land trust, things like that, we really owe it all to and organic farming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We owe it all to the the um, legacy that Anne and her husband, Otto Teller, sort of set with that property, Old Hill, and, and uh, you know, the the Oak Hill Farms there. So yeah. um, just a shout out to the Buckland family who I know are probably feeling it pretty hard right now and, um, you know, lots of love and, and again, dedicating this one to the, the to Ann Teller. Shout yeah. Out to no. yeah. 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 Yes. Cheers. Sounds good. And then uh, Bart and I, I think, are going to take some shows on the road. John Myers is out on um, special assignment. We'll be gone for a few weeks. So, um, and Sam, if you're willing to come with us, we'd always love to have you, but it, Sometimes we get back from the Grateful Dead. I got to go Dead and Company, and then next week I'm bottling. So next week I'm out. But and then is John Mayer with the Dead and Company still? Yes, it's uh, John Mayer and the old guys. I think is what my my sister in law, who (laughs) is a John Mayer fan now, become Dead fan because of it, uh, calls it. Yeah. Okay. Good. (laughs) So yeah, I think Bart and I are going to head out on the road and do some guerrilla style podcasting. um, um, Possibly head out to Kansler, and I want to go to Troika too. Over there, um, the people that we we met when we were pouring at uh, Ramsgate. Uh, they are to. right by Hanson Distillery, which used right. to be the Seha right, right, Taste yes, Room. Yes, yes, yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully we can pop out there too and, okay. and um, try some of their wines. Yeah, and then we have a couple things scheduled. We have Lauren from Enterprise Vineyard Management, and oh, that's right. Um, and what's the name of their label? Uh, Tesseract Wines. Tesseract, Tesseract, Tesseract Wines. That's right. Okay. Uh, and uh, tes- the Tesseract is uh, the device in a wrinkle in time. And so that's a cool one. Um, and we're working on some other special stuff, maybe with uh, our buddy Lauren Poncha out at Stemple Creek, and maybe something cool happening with uh, my Uncle Tony. So stay tuned. Cool. Yeah, actually, you know, Vanessa came to us. She was supposed to start working with Garrett at uh, West Burgers. Um, I was calling it West Weinbergers. It's like, West, like a Jewish guy. West, West Weinbergers. Weinberger. But he just didn't open soon enough, so we actually snagged her over at the at the Fairmont. Nice. Yeah, shout out to Garrett. Uh, we've heard nothing but good stuff about um, about the burger joint. So cool. Go yeah, buy Stemple Creek. If you're in Sonoma, go buy Stemple Creek steaks and meat at West Burgers to take home and barbecue and whatever. That's what I did over Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Good. All right. Well, this has been the Winemakers. We'll look forward to talking to you next week thanks for listening leave us a uh, review especially if it's a five star we like those <laughs> only five stars if you don't want to give it a five star yeah, yeah go review someone else then <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everyone